On tonight's resistance report, we are going to look at the race in Alabama as a test of American institutions and decency in Alabama, uh, but also looking at it as a test for the Republican Party under Trump. Is there any shred of moral decency left in the Republican Party? Uh, and then, on the same note, connecting the dots, we're going to look at tax reform and what happened today at the Treasury Department, this big report that we were promised by the Treasury Department on the effects of the Reagan, it really is Reagan in a way, but much worse than Reagan, the Trump Republican tax cut. Uh, it's just one page, and it says effectively that this tax cut it cannot be paid for unless we have cuts in the social safety net. Another piece of evidence that the Republican Party under Trump is going down the road toward indecency, moral turpitude, all tonight on the Resistance Report. Now, first off, tomorrow's special election in Alabama. It's probably the most competitive and dramatic race there since... Well, since 1970, when George Wallace defeated a New South progressive named Albert Brewer. Do you remember Albert Brewer? Uh, Wallace did it by running the most racist campaign in Alabama history. And that's saying something. The big test in Alabama tomorrow is whether the swing voters there, and there are a number of swing voters there, would rather send a suspected pedophile to the Senate than vote for a Democrat. If Doug Jones wins, this will be the first time Alabamians have chosen to avoid embarrassment with their vote. Which brings us to the moral morass of today's Republican Party under Trump. Here's Trump. And the moral morass of today's Republican Party is all around Trump. After the reports of Roy Moore's predatory behavior toward young girls came out, the National Republican Committee, Republican National Committee, rescinded a joint fundraising agreement with Roy Moore. But last week, Trump tweeted that we need Roy Moore's vote. In other words, regardless of what somebody has done, if they're willing to vote with Trump and with Republicans, it is fine. Their moral turpitude, their disgrace, their violation of the Constitution, it doesn't matter. Trump says, we need this man. We need this man. So the RNC, the Republican National Committee, what does it do? After that, the RNC begins pouring money into Moore's campaign again. At about the same time, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, that, that outstanding, that outstanding nothing. Mitch McConnell. What does he do? He backs away from his own previous condemnation of Roy Moore, even as McConnell joined calls for Al Franken to resign. Talk about hypocritical. Now, last Friday night at his rally in Florida, Trump berated one of the women who has accused Roy Moore of pursuing a sexual relationship with her when she was a teenager and he was in his 30s. The woman, by the way, this is his rally, Trump's rally, rally the troops. 
The woman, by the way, Beverly Young Nelson, she said earlier Friday that she had added date and place under Moore's note and signature in her high school yearbook. So Trump goes after her and says, so did you see what happened today? You know, the yearbook? Did you see that? Implying that she concocted the whole story. Trump mocked her at the rally. He said, there was a little mistake made. She started writing things in the yearbook. Ah, what are we going to do? Unquote. Trump also chided Nelson's lawyer, Gloria Alred. And he said, Gloria Alred, anytime you see her, you know something's wrong. This is the president of the United States going after a woman, a private citizen, who has had the courage to accuse a powerful man of sexual abuse and her lawyer. Can you imagine the heat these two women are taking? They have taken, and they're now taking, now that Trump has essentially licensed going after them. Beverly Nelson and Gloria Alred, they're not politicians or celebrities with their own followings. Nelson is simply a private citizen of the United States. Alred is representing her. I want to ask you, who in the future will have the courage to stand up to Trump and his powerful political allies when he mocks and attacks individuals like this? This is how tyranny begins. This is how democracy ends. Friends, we've got to stand up to this. Now, if the Republican Party is so willing to give its money and its, cre and its credibility to a candidate accused of molesting teenagers, a candidate who has been thrown out of public office twice because of his rejection of the United States Constitution, let me just ask you this. Is there anything the Republican Party would not do in order to hold onto power? If Trump fires special counsel Robert Mueller, for example, do you think House and Senate Republicans will make a fuss? Or will they just go along? That's a rhetorical question. You know the answer. Do you know how close we are to losing our democracy because of these characters, because of Trump and his enablers. Which brings us to the latest on the Republican tax bill. Now, if Doug Jones wins in Alabama tomorrow, you won't believe how quickly Republicans will push that final tax bill through the Senate so Jones doesn't vote on it. If that final bill does go through, it's likely to be a total mess. It's a mess because there are already and have already been identified so many provisions in the House bill and in the Senate version, and remember they're trying to merge the two right now, that make absolutely no sense. They create so many opportunities for particularly tax attorneys for the wealthy and big corporations to reduce taxes unfairly that Basically, to be a tax attorney now is going to be one of the leading occupational groups in the United States. Talk about job growth. That's where the job growth is going to be. And by the way, make no mistake, this tax bill gives a huge windfall to the rich and raises taxes on everybody else. For months now, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin
He has been assuring lawmakers that the Republican tax plan will pay for itself and that he has had dozens of officials at the Treasury Department working on a detailed analysis. Well, it turns out that neither of these assertions is true. Today, the Treasury Department made its analysis available to the public. Here it is, folks. This is what all of those, all of those analysts were working on feverishly. It's one page. And guess what? It says that the GOP tax plan will not pay for itself. It can only pay for itself if the government passes welfare reform and a bunch of other things. So can we get this straight? Trump's Treasury Department is now saying in writing, I have it right here, that Republicans will only be able to pay for the tax breaks for the wealthy and for big corporations that they're now generating. Those tax breaks only by raising taxes on the middle class and by cutting benefits to the nation's most vulnerable people. It's right here. This is what the Treasury Department says in one page. Trump says the goal after the tax cuts is going to be welfare reform. But since there's no longer any welfare program in the United States, I mean, I was there when Bill Clinton and the Gingrich Republicans put an end to Franklin D. Roosevelt's aid for families with dependent children. Since there's no more welfare program in the United States, presumably when Trump talks about getting well, rid of welfare, he's planning to take aim at Medicaid and Medicare, as well as whatever remains of the Affordable Care Act and the relatively small temporary assistance for needy families program. These provide help to sick people or elderly people or children. And what about the child's health insurance? program. Republicans haven't even acted on that. States are running out of money. In the early 1980s, Ronald Reagan and his budget director, David Stockman, I remember them openly talking of starving the beast. Remember that? What they meant is they wanted to cut taxes so much that federal spending cuts would be necessary. But in those days, it was possible to cut spending without doing irreparable damage to needy Americans. Trump and Ryan, by contrast, have set their sights on what remains of the social safety nets that came into being under Franklin D. Roosevelt and Lyndon Johnson. They want to make the rich far richer, the poor more destitute, and everyone in between more insecure. And take my word for it, they're not cutting military spending, defense spending. No, they want to enlarge defense spending. So it's only Medicare, Medicaid, the Affordable Care Act, basically Social Security. That's all that remains. And what is their motive for Ryan? It's purely ideological. For years, he's wanted to roll back the New Deal and the Great Society. He's been saying it for years. For Trump, it's about money and power. More to him and his friends in order to give, to live as well as other Global oligarchs rule the world for the rest of the Republican Party to repay their rich patrons. Repay the rich. Like Steve Mnuchin. Which brings us to lies, big lies, Trumpian lies. Today, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders Sarah Huckabee Sanders, 
accused the media of purposely misleading the American public. There's a very, very big difference, she said. That's Sarah Huckabee Sanders. There's a very big difference, she said, between making honest mistakes and purposely misleading the American people. You can't say that it's an honest mistake when you, and she pointed to the press, when you are purposely putting out information that you know to be false. There should be a certain level of responsibility in that process. That's her. That's Sarah Huckabee Sanders berating the press. You know, Trump's press secretary is absolutely correct. There's a big difference between honest mistakes and purposely misleading people by reporting information that you know to be false. But it's not the American media that has done this. There's not a shred of evidence that the media, apart from Sean Hannity and Fox News, has purposely misled the American public. The intentional misleading has come from Trump. He is the one who insists he won the popular vote in 2016 in the election without a shred of evidence. He's the one who said Obama spied on him during the election without a shred of evidence. He's the one who tells Americans that the new tax bill is going to hurt him and reward the middle class. I'm sorry, he can't possibly believe any of this. He's got to know he's intentionally misleading the public. Sarah Huckabee Sanders, not Bernie. Uh, by the way, many of you, many of you tell me that Trump and his enablers are causing you more stress than you've ever felt before. You despair of what has happened to our democracy and our, and our decency, our decency as a society. And I, I want to just assure you, you are not alone. But I want to urge you to remember this date. November 6th, 2018. Remember that date. It's when 33 Senate seats, all free 435 seats in the House of Representatives, and 14 governorships will be up for election or re-election. Many of your state and local representatives will also be decided upon. Please put this date on your calendars now and fight like hell to make sure good people are elected or re-elected, people who will resist Trump's lies and his bigotry and his attacks on our Constitution and favors to the new American oligarchy, people who will push for Trump's removal from office, people who will stand up to the Republicans in Congress, leaders who will lay the foundation for a new era of widespread prosperity and a responsive democracy. Now, in the meantime, stay in touch with your senators and representatives. Make your voice heard. Share your concerns weekly or daily at 202. Write this down. 224-3121. This is the Capitol Hill switchboard. So this is the date you got to be aiming at, this is the switchboard for every single day. And also, you might want to watch our new Netflix documentary, Saving Capitalism, to know how we got in this mess 
and how we can get out. And now for your questions. And I hope you have some by now. I have some of them. All right. Uh, from, Car from Jennifer Felver, now that there is proof via poll responses that the elected GOP are not representing their constituents' wants, could Americans start a class action lawsuit? Well, Jennifer, it's a very, very novel, interesting legal theory, but unfortunately, no. The way we punish representatives who are not actually representing their constituents, their constituents have to vote them out of office. That's called democracy. We don't want to do it through the, through the courts. We do it through democracy, and that's what this date is all about. Karen Hunt Ahmed, did we need tax reform? Outside of the wealthy wanting tax cuts, is there any urgency to change the structure of the tax system? Uh, Karen, the only reason we would want to change the structure of the tax system is to increase taxes on people at the top who are richer today than they've ever been, who are, who are basically getting most of the economic gains and have got most of the economic gains over the past, well, certainly over the past 30 years, and maybe we want to expand the earned income tax credit, which is a wage subsidy for people who are working but not making it. And maybe we want to exempt the first $10,000 of income from Social Security taxes. I mean, there are things we could do to reform the tax code, but you don't want to reform the tax code by, by cutting corporate taxes and cutting taxes on people at the top. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Sandy Frisk. How to abolish the Electoral College and go with the popular vote. Uh, Sandy, uh, actually, we have a video on that very subject. You can find it on our webpage here. Uh, but just for shorthand, the way you do it, essentially, there's a national popular vote, uh, vote project, and you can just look them up. Uh, and what they are trying to do is not abolish the Electoral College, but make the Electoral College irrelevant by getting states to commit that their electoral votes will go to the winner of the popular vote. And it's making some headway. Uh, it needs your help. Uh, Alicia Kumar, uh, writing for the Daily Cal, well, I know the Daily Cal. If capitalism has continuously failed to provide equal opportunities for success, why try to fix it? Well, Alicia, it's a good question. What's the, what's the alternative? Socialism is really not an alternative to capitalism because most countries like the Nordic countries, for example, Denmark, Sweden, Norway, the Netherlands, uh, they are democratic socialist countries, but they're capitalist democratic socialist countries. Uh, China calls a communist country, but it's not. It's a capitalist country. Any country that it relies on private property and the free exchange of goods and services is basically capitalist. So rather than get caught up in the isms, what's really at issue is who has the power over making the rules of capitalism? Who has the power over making the rules of the economy? Uh, and that in the United States is a huge problem. That's why we get so much inequality. That's why we have a safety net that is in shreds. That's why the Republicans are, are making headway with their tax cuts for the rich and for big corporations, because the power over the economy, in the United States especially, over the rules of the game, is at the top, where the wealth is. That's what we have to do. We've got to get big money out of politics. We've got to reform that system. Uh, Teresa Phillips. 
can we still save this country from the oligarchy that now controls it? Well, Teresa, that is the big question. That's exactly the question. That's a question that I ask myself every day. And I think that we can, we must, we can't give up. If we give up, they get it all. They win it all. They win. They would love us to give up. I want to thank for their help, Sasha Lightman, Andrew Santana, and Desiree Moshe Yede. Did I get it right? I keep on bungling it. But anyway, I want to thank you three for your help on this, and I will see you next week. Resistance Report is a production of Inequality Media and is hosted by me, Robert Reich, and produced by Sasha Lightman. This episode was edited by Chris Lucas with music by Nick Deicher. And please be sure to let your friends know about this new podcast. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so other people will be able to discover and make use of what we're doing here. 